My wood is shit. <laughs> Pilgrim. Thank you, John Wayne. Do you want to do the intro? Do the intro as John Wayne. I don't think I could. Okay. What's the name? Wait, what's the name Maybe of the podcast? You. I'll do it. That was unnecessary. <laughs> really? I know you've I know you've never searched it on the internet. <laughs> Why do you guys always have to call me out? All right, that's <laughs> That's good enough for your part of the intro. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of That Was Unnecessary, a podcast about bad movies, movies that aren't an original movie. We're talking about sequels. We're talking about remakes. Talking about, uh, well, original stories, I guess, because adaptations were also in there. But not this week or month or whenever the fuck these come out. Uh, I have already sworn at the top of the show. That's horrible. Oh, oh quick question. Yes. Go ahead, Rich. Um, this isn't really a remake. It's kind of like a make fun of. Is there any way we could do like Loaded Weapon 1? I mean, you want to do a uh, a parody movie. Yeah, that's that right. Isn't... It is a parody, yeah. I guess that would count as that's based what I'm saying. on an original. And I, yeah. I think it does have low... But it's already a comedy. Yeah, but it's classic. Is it terrible, though? People thought it was terrible, yes. But you'll watch it and you'll laugh your ass off because there's a lot of like dumb humor in it. Is that Leslie Nielsen? No, uh, it's got <laughs> Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. Really? Yeah, it's oh, trying yeah. to be like lethal yeah. weapon. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. I... That's what we're doing here in uh, 2023. New <laughs> intros with rich pitching ideas in the middle. Fuck, that's right. We're recording. Damn. <laughs> And that's that's oh, your man. new catchphrase, apparently. <laughs> Fuck, we're oh. recording. So welcome to another episode of That Was Unnecessary, a podcast where we talk about bad movies, movies that are uh, sequels or remakes, reboots, uh, adaptations, anything that's based parodies. off of an original property, yeah, soon to be parodies. But I am Shane... One of the hosts, the main host, let's not forget that, uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends. One of them is a uh, grandfather and an 80s, 90s nostalgia expert, aficionado. We call him Retro Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hello. I'm not a master host. I'm a beta host. Pleased to meet you. Uh, and then also, <laughs> a guy, if you could see him right now, he's got a crazy mustache, and his name is Damien. Mr. D. Hello, reporting for duty. Let's do D it. Is, D is for duty. Allison duty. Allison duty. <laughs> it was their birthday the other day, by the way. This episode, we're doing a sequel, and we're doing a, not just your run-of-the-mill fucking sequel, we're doing what I've... Now, we, I, what I used to call a years later sequel, but I learned through research on this movie, they refer to it as a legacy sequel. So basically, a movie that is a follow-up to an original that was like 10 or more years ago. That movie being, in a timely fashion, it being January when we're recording this, A Christmas Story Christmas. Oh, life moves fast. One day you're playing Kick the Can with kids named Flick and Schwartz. And the next thing you know, you're a certified adult. Ralphie! Ralph, dear old man. 
Fragile. He was the best. Ruffy, promise me we're gonna make this a wonderful Christmas. That would make your father so happy. I promise. What had I done? And now it was all up to me? I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. Hey, kids, who wants to go see Santa? This is amazing. Incredible. We will meet you right here when you're done. Don't let him kick you in the face. Huh? It's the half happy scene. No, uh, no, when it's just us decorating, it kind of feels like child labor. Honey, it's not labor if we don't pay you. Yeah. Cheers. There'll be much mistletoe. My dad made this all look so easy. Mm. That doesn't mean it was easy. Schwartz, I triple dog dare you. Mm. Oh, I got it now. Geronimo! That's brutal. It's the most wonderful I could feel the Christmas ember beginning to glow again. <laughs> Which was, of course, based off of the original A Christmas Story. I say the original because we'll talk about it a little later, but there were other versions or other sequels to this that were erased from the canon. And this one, uh, there was one, Christmas, one, right? There was two, no, there was actually. Like, oh, I think it well, was four altogether. Well, I know well, I I saw two, but yeah. Honestly, we probably should have done one of those because I heard those were absolute dog shit. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's one, one I guess that, that where the dad is like a real bastard, and um. He's like an alcoholic that like beats his kids. Yeah, something like that. Where Gene Shepard wasn't too happy with how they portrayed his dad. Yeah, so these are all, well, this is based off a Christmas story from 1983. Rated PG. Uh, It was one hour and 33 minutes. Directed by Bob Clark, um, who was, I don't know if you guys know this, the director of Porky's. Really? Get out of yeah. Dodge. Wow. So what? his, his wow. success, that's one of the bits of trivia in this. That's um, fucked up. His, his success. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait do you hear about one of the actors. Yeah. <laughs> his, his success from Porky's was allowed him to be able to do this movie. <laughs> and there was some other movie. Oh, wait, wait, oh, wait. Was. oh, you're talking about the original. The original director, Bob Clark. Okay, okay. He directed... Porky's before this. 20th Century Fox would like to introduce you to Pee-wee and his pals, but what they'd like to get into most is a place called Porky's. Yeah, that is yeah the original. <laughs> yeah, That is pretty fucking crazy. Jesus That's Christ. pretty bad. Um, and that was, the original was written by, of course, well, it was based on the book In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash by Gene Shepard. Uh... Lee Brown and Bob Clark, the director, wrote the screenplay for it, starring Peter Billingsley, Melinda Dillon, and Darren McGavin. That was the the two parents there, and of course Ralphie. Estimated budget was three point three million, and then worldwide gross was apparently twenty million. And I I had no idea this was like a hit when it came out. I didn't hmm. 
No, I like didn't hear about this movie. I feel like until the early '90s, just because it was like played on the WB and fucking yeah. UPN channels. No, all the it was time. definitely a hit when I was a kid. We watched yeah. it in school, actually. Well, it was talking about how like it made like record numbers and like the opening weekend and shit. Like people loved it, apparently. Yeah, I didn't hear about it till probably '90, and I think well, this is that. The movie, I don't know how long they've been doing it. I feel like they've been doing it even when I was like in high school, maybe, um, where they play it all day on like TNT yeah. or something, you know, 24 TBS. hours. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that started when we were like, or maybe, yeah, in maybe, maybe in our 20s, yeah. TBS, but then originally, I remember, yeah, it was always on like some random uh, network channel. Yeah, I remember HBO like had on it the on weekends. For a while. Yeah. Well, yeah, HBO now basically like owns it because it's they have that they, they they released the the new one. Um, yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah, so twenty million. It was a hit. Rotten Tomato score of ninety percent for the original, and deservedly so. I mean, as much as it's been played out nowadays, and like it's not so much fun anymore. Kind of like the Big Lebowski or something like that. Uh, this, I mean. I fucking thought this movie was hilarious when I was younger. I loved, like, I thought it was this great kind of little cult gem. Um, not even knowing now, that. dude. I, I, yeah, I think this past Christmas I threw it on just for the background. No, yeah, I can like a couple hours. I can definitely have it on and enjoy it. It's just I, I hate the whole. Take your, take your pill, Rich. Okay, just shut it off. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's going on. <laughs> Honestly, you should you should leave all those in. That happens every episode at about nine. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's not like we're gonna get sued or anything. Yeah. Um. So so everybody knows, even though I've cut them out of every other episode, this happens just about every episode. Rich has a, an alarm that goes off. So anyway, <laughs> we were talking about. God damn it! Now you've completely oh playing this every Christmas. Right. Yeah. No, like I can I can still watch it and enjoy it, but I just mm-hmm. hate the whole like how it got way too popularized. Yeah. I mean, to the, to I, the I point know. yeah. that TBS still plays it, I believe, like 24 hours. Yep. Every Christmas. I, I don't think I watch it because I think it's funny. I think I watch it just because of the nostalgia. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, which it's a mixture. Yeah. Which this movie did give me a couple scenes, some nostalgia. Yeah, but I was always more Christmas movies. I was always more uh, um, Christmas Vacation might be my favorite, or uh, or Gremlins. I think I I, I, I rewatched kid. Gremlins very recently. Yeah, that was also my very first movie at the drive-in was Gremlins. So, if you get it wet, <laughs> it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. But yeah, there was apparently, I guess, also like, because these are based off of a collection of short, like the book this mm-hmm. is based off of was actually a collection of short stories. So I guess there yeah. were mm-hmm. movies like preceding this, like made for TV mm-hmm. movies that also had like the, the, what's the fucking name of the family? The Parker family. The Parker family. Uh, oh, all the short stories in the book are based on the same family? Well, no, a lot of them have like, Ralphie as a character, the, and then the Parker the character. Character. Yeah, it's in that same. It's like his universe, basically. Mm. Okay. Um. So yeah, Christmas Story, Christmas, the movie that we're here to really talk about, probably not too extensively. 
um, was in 2022, which just happened, guys. Remember that? Rated PG, one hour and 38 minutes. It was, of course, a Netflix, I mean, not Netflix, god damn it, an HBO Max original movie. Therefore, I don't have a budget. I'll spoiler alert. Um, could not find budget information on this, but it was directed by Clay Cadis, not the original guy who directed Forky's, a new person. That I'm assuming that guy may be dead or retired at this point. Um, but Clay Cadis, uh, in a funny juxtaposition to the guy who directed Porky's, um, made his directorial debut doing the Angry Birds movie, nice. <laughs> and then followed that up with Christmas Chronicles, which I don't know if you oh, guys, that, that, that the... Kurt Russell movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seen it. Yep. I have not seen it, but... It I was, mean... yeah, it was, it was fine. I watched it with my kids. It wasn't that offensively bad. It was better than the fucking Santa Claus movie that we bring up every once in a while. That's for sure. <laughs> with Dudley I think, Moore. Yeah. I think we got to do it. Uh... <laughs> it. It's really bad. I, one time it was on TV and I was like flipping through channels and it came on and it was a part where, um, what's that guy from Third Rock from the Sun? The John Lithgow. Yeah, John Lithgow There's was still. in it. He plays the bad guy in it. It was so stupid. It was terrible. I was like, oh, there's a reason why I've never seen this movie. Christmas Story Christmas was written, uh, well, in, of course, also inspired by the works of Gene Shepard. Uh, screenplay written by Nick Schenk and Peter Billingsley himself. Uh, Wait, who's Peter Billingsley? Uh, Ralphie. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, because he's also, it's, well, we'll mention it in a second. Um as I said, I don't know the budget. I also don't know the gross because it was an HBO Max movie. Um, but it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of, and this is officially, I believe, a record for these episodes, or the movies that we've done. 80. An 80%, which is very debatable whether it was worth that much. Um, is there an audience was, score that you see? I think it was, audience was like a little lower than that, like 78 or something, okay. but not Still too good. Yeah. So this stars, of course, Peter and Peter Billingsley returning as Ralphie Parker, or as he's more referred to in this one, Ralph. Hey, real quick, do you know his actual age? Because I think they're he playing is, people like I, I think he's a couple this. years older than me. So that okay. yeah they no so in this movie and I was try I was really hoping I could find a time paradox in this but it's not that at least story wise there's not a I time think it takes paradox. place in seventy four it takes place in seventy three the original took place in nineteen forty forty so this is supposed to be and it's um is that basically thirty so thirty three years in the yeah. story I think in reality it's been like thirty three years. Well, the, or, it came out in close to that. So. So 20, 30 years. So, yeah, no, it came 40 out. 40 years. Or 29 years ago. No, 40 years. 83. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. So, 40. So, that makes sense. So, Peter Billingsley, <laughs> it, 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 the character in this movie would be 45. Okay. Which is. In real I'm life, kind, he's probably like 50. And he's 52. Two. Okay. Um,. All right, well, that's not that huge of a difference. But, um, I thought maybe they were like getting close to 60. I don't know. I know. In the, so the just, like Flick looks like he's like. Yeah. 
Well, well Flick, almost... Flick's been through a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't wait to talk about that. But anyhow. I love that you said uh, he looked like the, the cowardly lion. He really. <laughs> he does. I, I can't unsee the that noise. shit. <laughs> Put him up. Put him up. So, yes, Peter Billingsley. All right, just real quick. Let me. Um, he was a ch- big child actor, apparently. And then uh, he went on to, um, I don't know if any people are aware, this is for the listeners, uh, became like a producer and was very much connected to uh, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. So he like produced that Dinner for Five show that was on IFC. I don't know if you guys, Damien, if you remember. It, it was like that interview like, show. Where, okay. Like a round table. With yeah, it was like a round table interview thing. And then he was like a producer on Iron Man. Really? On, uh, on Yeah, on Made. Uh, no, that that is kind of interesting. Though. Yeah. I didn't know that about that guy. Yeah, he like like basically anything that like Favreau and Vince Vaughn have been associated with, and then they him and Vince Vaughn now have their own production company, I guess, called like the Wild Wild West Productions or some shit like that. Huh. So yeah, and he's you you'll even see he's in like all of those Vince Vaughn like the breakup and the uh, all those in the like movie or in the all those credits. he's in he's in. Yeah, the movie like has like a little part, and then he's even in uh, that Spider-Man, Sarah Marshall one. The what? He's in, Isn't Sarah, he in the Marshall? Sarah Marshall one. I don't know. That's not John Favreau or Vince Vaughn, though. Forgetting. I mean, Sarah no, not Marshall, that one. The one where they go. Um... Wedding Crashers. No, something retreat. Oh, couples. Oh, retreat. couples retreat. Yeah, couples he's retreat. in yeah. couples retreat. Yeah, he's in everything basically that Vince Vaughn did in like the what was that like late two thousands, early two thousand tens. Yeah, he's also in probably I think the biggest thing I've seen him in uh, the second Spider Man there of the new ones, No Way Home, Far From Home. Mm-hmm. He's like one of uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's like henchmen. Basically, is that ba- they put like a bald wig on him next to William. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. The integration of my illusion tech with your weaponized drones was brilliant. Powerful illusions, real damage, worked like a charm. And it's just the beginning. Thank you, brother. And he's got really? like the Ralph, he's got the Ralphie glasses. I haven't watched Yeah, that. they made him look bald and he's like, yeah. That and was a, a decent one. Huh. Well, he like, he's a, you know, yeah. A friend of the villain. Hmm. If you, I don't want to spoil anything if you see it, but it's like, yeah, he helps out Jake Gyllenhaal. I guess I by saying he's a villain, I just spoiled it. But anyway, um, I'm, I'm Aaron, Hay- Aaron Hayes, as we mentioned off mic before or off recording, plays Sandy Parker, Ralphie's wife, as Ralphie is an adult in this film. Uh, and then his ch- children, River Drosh plays Mark, and Juliana Lane plays Julie Parker. And then Julie Haggerty, um, famously from the Airplane movies, and of course, Freddy Got Finkered, uh, plays Grandma Parker. This was a replacement casting, because... Oh, she was the... Which, the well, sorry, she's the blonde in Airplane? Yes. Yeah. She's like oh, the main, yeah, the main okay. actress <clears throat> yeah, in yeah, Airplane. Yeah. And then she's the mom and Freddie Got Fingered, which is one of my personal favorites. What in the name 
sweet breakfast meat are you doing? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, would you like some sausages? Daddy, would you like some sausage? Uh, the Tom Green movie. She was a replacement casting for the original actress, uh, Melinda Dillon. Who's actually still which, alive. I didn't like her, like, weirdness in this movie. I, I agree. I, yeah, she wasn't the best Melinda, Melinda was more, like, motherly and, like, she kind of did, like, all the, um, the mother she mannerisms was at in the being, 80s. yeah. yeah. That they were like kind of making fun of. Yeah, she was more like frazzled, but then could also be like a wise ass. Yeah, and kind of like deal with the dad's bullshit. You know who yeah, she's the one... mother of? Hmm. Who? Gwyneth Paltrow. No, that's not. Blythe who? Danner is Gwen... Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> why do we? Why... I think we talked about that in the meet the Fokker or. Little Fockers. That's right. Yeah. Blithana. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, she's fucking Robert De Niro's wife in yeah. Little Fockers. I Such love, a good I movie. I know Damien loves that we're calling back <laughs> Little Fockers. <laughs> now you need to stick me and you need to stick me now. I'm having a dick attack. Stick me. Shh. <laughs> so yeah. Mother got replaced, but the character is still there. Uh, however, these next four gentlemen, all also along with Peter Billingsley, returned because um, they apparently had nothing else to do. Scott Schwartz returned as Flick. And hold on, Damien, we'll get to it. Let me just get through the list. Um, this I thought, thought was odd when looking at this cast list. So Scott Schwartz plays the character Flick. And then this guy named R.D. Robb plays the character of Schwartz. Yeah, Hmm. I thought that was weird. (laughs) What? Yeah. And then um, much more briefly returning was Ian Petrella as Randy Parker, the little brother, you know, who got dressed up and all that shit. He's the inspiration for fucking Kenny from South Park. Um, well, yeah, there, there, yeah. There's a reason why he was in so little of this movie. I'm sure he was. <laughs> yeah, he pretty bad. Was, yeah, they were like, "Here's five thousand dollars." <laughs> you do a couple of scenes, and then Zach Ward, who is actually oh, kind yeah. of a, it's like B C level actor, as one of the one, only ones that is more recognizable as Scott Farkas. I did not realize he had yellow eyes. Yeah. Yep. I didn't realize his name was Scott. Yeah. I always thought it was Scott Farkas. Like on all the years watching the original. But his Wait. name is apparently Scott Farkas. Oh Scott. Yeah, it's S C U T. Oh, I thought it was and Scott. And then he too. and then he even says it like because I had like the captions on when I was watching this one, and it's it is confirmed Scott. as Scott. But Returning really quick, uh, we we have retired the porno parody segment. Wait, in in one scene when it shows Scott Farkas as a as an adult, it has his little toady. I mean Scott Farkas. It has his little toady. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. That is the same guy. Uh, Fuck, that's hilarious. He just called in for that one. Sure. Yeah, we just need you to punch his arm. <laughs> I'm Laura. I'm Laura. 
Yeah, his name. Well, I I was looking at his info earlier. I forget it now, but when I um, tell you to come, you come. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what she That's said. What he said. <laughs> In the first oh, movie, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he's like, "When I tell you to come, you come." <laughs> what? Well, now I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find that clip and put it in. Listen, jerk. When I tell you to come, you better come. Um, no, his name, he has some weird, like, uh, it's like Anya and something, but he, he looks like Angus Young. It looks as he though does. he, <laughs> the video game I play. Yeah. His little, uh, Scott Vargas's crony did make a literally one shot, uh, cameo as I wonder well. What he got paid for that? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> what I was. Bucks. I was what I was getting to was I I looked up his thing and I it looks like he has an IMDb page but it looks like Why? he hasn't really acted in like twenty years so it's too bad I, I I have an IMDb page it was probably a thrill no I well you know what I mean he has credits <laughs> he didn't completely vanish from the industry like he's probably done like producing shit or whatever too Maybe but even, like uh, give him. Any lines in this movie? Well, I, I love. I loved his fucking. What? Yeah. God damn it! Now I can should have said. Listen, jerk. When I tell you to come, you better come. <laughs> what? That's also what what Flick says in uh, <laughs> his earlier career. <laughs> All right, hold on. Now, now that this has been derailed again, his name is Grover. All right, that's Yano Anaya. Is he blue? Grover Grover Dill? Grover, Grover Dill, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Going back to Scott Schwartz, <laughs> played Flick, <laughs> Damien. Uh, as I said, we have retired the porno parody segment. However, there is a little bit of not so much behind the scenes tragedy, but just behind the scenes. Well, yeah. Clarity. Did you did you guys did you guys know about that before I mentioned that that he I, became an adult film star? No. I feel like I vaguely might have known that at one point, but I, yeah, yeah. I, I had forgotten. Uh, yeah, no, I, I did remember that probably, I just saw some interview with him probably like 15 years ago, but I always thought that was kind of, that was pretty, pretty funny. He went from, cause he did this and his other big movie that he's known for was the toy. Did you guys see that? Yeah. With, with uh, Richard Pryor. Oh, have you yeah, seen that yeah. chain? I think I've seen some of it. I know what it's about. I, yeah. I, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, that's a, yeah. No, I, I loved that movie too <laughs> when I was a kid. No, and then I guess the work just dried up and he got into porn. I don't know how much porn he did. If you look it up, the only one I see that, that pops up is called Scotty's X-Rated Adventure. Um, oh, so he had a like a career. It wasn't just like some parody of Christmas Story. No, I thought that's what you were saying. I thought you were saying he made a porno where it was like, oh, a like a loose, Christmas story parody, a loose Christmas story parody. Because you said something about you. Clearly, I'm realizing you were joking now, but you made something comment. Oh yeah, about that he how he that sticks is... his tongue to the pole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he didn't do. As far as I know, um, gay porno, but. <laughs> Not gay for <laughs> Well, if he got his tongue stuck to a pole. <laughs> I mean, oh. oh, I wasn't going there. With you under my wing, <laughs> gay porn. <laughs> I thought you meant a literal pole. 
when I say come, you come. come. <laughs> but anyways, I always thought I thought that was that was pretty, that was pretty funny that he went on to have a porn career. Is that really a quote from the original movie? I think yeah, so. I yeah. don't fucking remember this. Looking up Christmas story when I tell you to come. <laughs> that's what that's what they auto corrected. You better come. I feel like that's got to be a new one of your re- reused, reoccurring clips. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I always thought that they did that on purpose. Like it was like an innuendo that he said that. Did you? Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, why well, would I they? Mean... Why would they tell a kid to say that? I mean, maybe. Who knows? I mean, Bob Clark did direct Porky's. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? That's a very good point. <laughs> so the plot for Christmas Story Christmas, I guess we can oh do Oh my it. God, it's only 9.30. No, I mean, I feel like I feel like the rest of this, or at least like the the bulk of the discussion about this movie is, 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 is not going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> but... But we've already we already have a good thirty minutes of gold just with all these tangents. Um, but the, the basic plot synopsis of a Christmas story, Christmas, a legacy sequel that takes thirty three years after the events of the first one. Um, so we have adult Ra- Ralphie Parker. He's married. He's got two kids. He's uh, living the life as a writer where he's decided by the way this starts off like the first 10 minutes of this movie i almost wanted to turn it off it got it redeemed itself a bit but i almost wanted to turn it off but just by the cheese factor like i uh-huh. i felt cringe like a yes. lot mm. especially like during the narration so th- it's obviously in the first one uh <laughs> The actual author, uh, Gene Shepard, was the uh, the narrator mm-hmm. who was like the adult mm-hmm. Ralphie, um, which also inspired Wonder Years. That's yep. that was one of the things that made. Oh uh, yeah, I can see that. So so Christmas Story inspired Wonder Years and was also a huge uh, inspiration for South Park. Mr. Hanky. Uh, which really? there are re- which there are references to in this movie. I didn't know um, this that inspired South Park. Yeah, they, like the the whole thing with like little kids like being you know sort of adults and like swearing and yeah and well yeah so in the original there was a different guy narrating um, as the adult voice of Ralphie. So in this one, Ralphie is an adult. So now. The actor Peter Billingsley, he takes over as a narrator and it's sort of, it's like, it takes a little while to get used to because you're like, oh yeah, cool. The narrator thing, it's getting into the vibe of the original, but he's also kind of trying to do that guy's Yeah, voice. I noticed that, like tried to. In certain it. parts. It's kind of stupid. Ah, there it is. Our humble abode on the south side of the city. Just like I remember, in all of its yellow, orange, and avocado green glory. 
so it's a little off-putting. I eventually got used to it, but yeah, it was it was very and it, it was like just the shit where he's like. While the kids counted the days left till Christmas, I was racing against the clock. We had socked away just enough for one year so I could write the next great American novel. Everyone gets their chance, and when yours comes along, you had better grab it. <laughs> Corn City, yeah, and then he does. There's the whole thing in this movie where he does that thing from the original where he has like the uh, daydream sequences uh-huh. where he lets, but like he's even the adult him in this movie still has that childlike imagination thing, which it was a little weird, but whatever. It's like they're, they're just trying to make it, references. It's in keeping. Yeah. They're yeah. This was very much a fan service. And that Never really is the horrible. audience yeah. for this movie is people our age, you know? Yeah. Even though it's like a kid's movie, like the people that watch. There, there was too many factors that were missing out of this movie from the first movie that makes it nostalgic. Like this one was like, it felt like it was just going through the motions. Like, yeah, sure. You can have those back in time kind of things or, um, you know, those little imagination stories and stuff. But yeah, they weren't like done the same way, you know? That's the thing. I didn't think that this movie was. I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think yeah. there was any, there were no. there were any real moments. I laughed at one one time. Can you guys guess what part I laughed at? I think the only hold thing. hold on. All right, give me a second. I was guess. it when a bunch of people like banged into things when they were sledding? No. What? That was slightly humorous. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the only time that where it was like when he goes up no, the ramp. <laughs> no, that part was stupid. But when the people at the end we were like, "Oh, we want a sled too." And yeah, the, the like, like drunk guys that, from the that, bar. Yeah, that part confused me. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "What are they? they what are they trying to replicate from the first one?" There. No, I get it. Yeah, they came from the bar. They're hammered. Yeah, they're just so alcoholics. They're just so they're sled. stealing kids' sleds. No, the the one thing that made me, I mean, not like laugh out loud funny, but. There was that scene, I think, shortly after that, where they had this... It was cringy at first. They were having a snowball fight. Yeah. Dad just starts a snowball fight with his kids. And I was like, what is the point of this scene? This is stupid. And then he pegs his daughter. And then, the yeah, he just yeah. really quick, he, like, full force from, like, five feet away, pegs her right yeah. in the face, and she just drops. No, no, no! Has to cover! Run! I bet you can't hit me! Wanna bet? Yes, you can! No, you can't! Oh, yeah? Watch this! <laughs> Oh my god, I killed Julie. <laughs> that that made me chuckle a little bit. Well, that's the other thing too, like I was saying about how the there wasn't a lot of comedy in this and I think the comedy like like how it inspired South Park in the first one it was the fact that these are kids doing this. That was what mm-hmm. was fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And right. then we were obviously younger at the time so we could relate more. But now it was like there wasn't the focus. It was weird because the focus wasn't on the kids in this yeah. one. It was on the adults. So, yeah, those kids kind of unfortunately ended yeah. up being like. And another thing is in the first movie, the dad plays such a heavy character where in this movie that character is missing. Like all his like ridiculousness. Yeah, the dad like, character like was. Fragile or, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was the major award. All those yeah, like, the, little yeah. things, like in the original, you know, he was the best character. Yeah, turned like, down the damper. The non- yeah, that nonsense swearing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
or like and a, just like like the dogs randomly coming exactly, in and fucking yeah. eating the turkey and him just being like, <laughs> or like or just like or just like the scene opening up to like him babbling in the background like, hmm, Chicago Bears, I don't know, chipmunks maybe, you know, just like stupid things like that that like kind of yeah, and obviously they they were trying to honor that character a lot in this one because. Ralphie, so like I said, Ralphie's trying to be a writer. He's getting rejected. Christmas is approaching. The end of the year is coming up where he has to stop being a writer hmm. if he doesn't succeed. This was the deal. I had to be published by the end of this year or I'd pack up my dream and return to the rat race. So he's all sort of rattled with that. He wants Christmas to be great. And then he gets a call from his mom, and his father has died. The character we were just talking about, uh, Gavin. Darren McGavin. Darren McGavin has passed away. So the it then becomes, okay, we got to go back to my hometown where the original Christmas story happened. And, you know, the adventure ensues. It starts off, obviously, like, that's it's sort of a weird, dark tone for this which again reinforces the you know whole thing of there wasn't a whole lot of comedy in this movie mm. it was more of like a feel good they were like when you said that they did stuff to remind you of the first one like the setup for like when they were trying to get a christmas tree was just yeah. foolish hello can i help you sir i'm uh, just looking for a tree uh tall short skinny fat i'll know when i see it Oh, just let me know if I uh, if I see it. Now listen, now one of the many things my old man taught me was you have to bargain with these people or they'll rob you blind. Now we open with a low bid, okay? Real insult right across their bow. And if you're willing to walk away, they'll come around. Find anything you like? I mean, I suppose I could maybe with this meager inventory you have, I could give you. Three and maybe four bucks tops for that one. Ralph, isn't that not now, woman? I'm about to judo flip this bozo into the gutter. Sold. And... Thank you so much. I'll go get the twine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you bet you will. <laughs> Look at that. Huh? And then, like the guy who played the the Christmas tree seller in the first one, he was such a character. He's like. You guys want a oh, you guys want a real tree? And then you bring out this one and it was a piece of shit. And you, you throw and say, You don't want that one, you want this other one. The guy in this one just stood there and said, Hi, can I help you? It was like, What the fuck? They didn't even like do anything to spruce it up or yeah. like give a character. It was it was lame. Yeah, they were trying to make reference to that and make it seem like Ralphie was gonna be just like his dad. They really hit or miss they, they missed the mark hmm. on that scene. I see where they were trying to make the joke. Where, oh, I didn't have to bargain at all, but now I'm stuck with this fucking gigantic tree, which was stupid that like, yeah, why didn't he trim it? Like, yeah. yeah. My family was enthralled, awed by the spectacle I raised before them. Isn't it great? So we probably should have trimmed the tree before we brought it inside. No, that's just the thing. Nobody trims trees. Besides... But so, all right, let's try to get through this plot. <laughs> Him and his family return home. 
Um, they're hanging out with the mom. They miss the dad. Blah blah blah. Um, Ralphie wants it to be a perfect Christmas, so he's gonna try and reenact like the shit that they did as kids. Even though that doesn't really pan out, they did like one or two things, mm. and then it, all the rest of it just kind of became like random, like the snowball fight and all that. And they showed which like wasn't the in the first one. Like they showed they the rabbit substance. thing upstairs. Like yeah, the they showed the rabbit costume. The mm-hmm. uh, a portion of the leg yeah. lamp, which I felt like, why could they? Did they not have the rights to show the full exactly, fucking leg yeah. lamp? Well, he 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 buried. I thought he the, buried it. Yeah, he buried the whole it in the first one. Oh right, 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 right. I don't know what happened. I was watering my plant and I broke your lamp. You were always jealous of this lamp. Jealous of a plastic. Jealous. Lamp. Jealous because I won. Later that night. Alone in the backyard, he buried it next to the garage. The little brother's like a zeppelin. He got a zeppelin. Wow, whoopee! A zeppelin. (laughs) Hey, that's mine. Wow, whoopee! A zeppelin. (laughs) So yeah, he's trying to set all this shit up. They there's like scenes where the no, so his his wife really loves ice skating. Yeah, that is. She breaks her leg. What the fuck? My wife was a self avowed figure skating devotee. Her keen ability to recall every skater move and point value was matched only by (laughs) her complete lack of athletic ability. She breaks her leg. Uh, There's a scene where they're like, uh, they go back to the old department store, like shopping mall, wherever it is. Higgins. What is it called? Higgins? Higbees. Higbees. Uh, from the first one where the Santa Claus uh, guy is still set up in the exact same yeah, way with the slide. Slides. Okay, go get in line for Santa and we will meet you okay. right here when you're done. Okay, Mom. Okay. Bye, love you. All right, bye, love you. Don't let him kick you in the face. Huh? It looks almost identical. Like, they didn't change anything since the 40s. But obviously, they're trying to go you know, remind you of everything. I'm surprised and they didn't then, do any uh, Wizard of Oz stuff. They could have had Flick yeah. play the fucking lion. Yeah. There's <laughs> a... There's a... <laughs> I like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I like the Timmy. There's a, there's a subplot of... Um, it's actually Scott... What is it? Scott Fargus? Scott Farkas. Yep. Farkas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, his kids are yeah. now bullies. And yes. Drive around in drive a around snowmobile and harass yeah. Ralphie's Ralphie's kids. Ralphie's kids and then that other random neighbor kid who I oh, never yeah. the Bumpus's that, kid. I never yeah. understood who so were the Bumpuses from the first? Yeah. Yeah, who the dogs. They were the neighbors with the dogs. Oh okay. Hillbilly neighbors. Okay. Yeah. I guess okay. uh Gene Shepard used them as characters in one of the TV movies. And it okay. ended up in the yeah. Christmas story movie. And their son who the kids hang out with is highly autistic, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> he's and he's dressed as like a trapper from yeah, the he just walks eighteen hundreds. Yeah, eating eating blocks of cheese, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was cool in the seventies. I like that they didn't make this like they didn't try to like unseventies it. They it was still like yeah, you know, there was no like woke agenda or mm. there's no modernization. So, Ralphie, uh, then they get the presents stolen. That's something that happens. I'm trying to just remember the the bullet points of the story. 
They they do the whole thing in the mall. They get all the breads. Oh yeah, so in the mall, his kids of course are in the line to meet Santa, like in the first one, and then like one of Rich's favorite scenes, I believe, when the kid is like. So they substituted that kid for a guy who's just licking a lollipop. Um, so that was cool. And then, yeah. yeah. So some what? It, why is it? So the car breaks down because, of course, they have to have a scene similar to when the car breaks down in the first one. Yeah. Except there's no oh fudge yep. and all that greatness. It's just his radiator sucks. Yeah. And then what do they do? Yeah, why the do they? Sh- oh, the, they, they the have a snowball fight. And then, and then he then sends his the daughter hospital. to the hospital because yeah. he smokes her in the face. He smokes her in the eye, which is a reference oh, okay, to yeah. you shoot your eye out. That was kind of funny at the end where he's in jail and it shows the kids are like 80s-ish and the girl has like the crazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, the son has an English accent. Yeah. British accent. Yeah. So yeah. And then while they're at the hospital because the daughter got faked in the eye, Somebody steals the presents out of their trunk. Yeah, that never gets explained, but yeah, their their trunk I guess it doesn't really popped open to. somehow yeah. while they were in there, and then they come out and it's empty. Um, Ralph, were we robbed? My mind grappled with the grim reality that every dollar we had set aside for Christmas was spent. So, so they don't they have, have no gifts. Yeah. Yeah. No gifts for the kids. It's going to ruin Christmas. Um, and apparently, yeah, they're super broke. They make a comment that they only have $21 left. So this guy taking a year off to write really like put a strain on his. They were like, we've spent all of our money on Christmas. Oh, again, $3 a week. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> because the, he loves Christmas that much because his dad fucking loves Christmas that much that he's going to spend the rest of their savings yeah, on presents. Yeah, on a easy bake up like shit that come on. Um so get them the generic versions. So yeah, that happens. I don't even remember. Then there's that whole weird thing where he goes to the bar. So Flick, by the way, the kid who did porno in real life and got his tongue stuck to the pole in the first movie, owns a bar. Yeah, called and Flick's. Then, and then Schwartz is just like the norm of that bar. Yeah, he just runs up. He never has yeah. money. He just runs up a tab. And still lives with his mom. Schwartz was actually one of my favorite characters from the original. The kid who was like smart ass and like yeah. the triple dog dare kid. Yeah. And then that was, that is, of course, reversed in this movie where at one point they're all so hammered that he's like, if you want to pay off your bar tab, you have to go down a sled. Yeah, what did he call it? Weird uh, ramp. The ramp, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Well, how about this? I'll take it back if you ride the ramp. The ramp? No one with half a brain would agree to ride the ramp. What are you out of your skull? I mean, I'm a grown man. I ain't riding no ramp. But Flick was already two moves ahead. And I'll clear your tab. There's no way I'm gonna kill myself for this. It's crazy. Hey, Schwartz, I triple dog dare ya. Oh, if Schwartz backed down now, he could never show his face in Flick's Tavern, or perhaps even in Homan ever again. And it's just this icy, like, pool slide, basically. 
that they have to go down. So Schwartz does that. Yeah, it's stupid because he then then Flick <laughs> Flick gets to say Triple Dog Dare, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of the original movie. Which apparently you have to do. Then he just like lands on his back and that's it. And it's like, oh, cool. It's like, what? Yeah. That just like fizzed out. Like I'm not paralyzed out. at all. Yeah. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, but the son broke his arm, you know, to, oh, yeah, right. to match the rest of the family. His brother finally comes home for Christmas. Um, he meets Scott Farkas after he tries to steal the star from the top of the tree from Flick's bar. You! Hold it right there! Put your hands up. I said put him up! It's okay. I know the owner, Flick. I just had to borrow a Christmas star. I, I left a note. <laughs> you left a note. Well, that's a new one. Wait. Don't I know you? Ralph Parker. Damn. Look, I appreciate you blowing smoke up my dress like you did, but we both know when we were kids. That was kind of a nightmare. Kinda. You know, and I, uh, I put all that garbage behind me. And look at me now. I'm one of the good guys. So I guess what I'm saying is, I owe you, Parker. Listen, jerk. When I tell you to come, you better come. After all the shenanigans... With Ralphie trying to make it a perfect Christmas, um, Christmas morning comes, they go downstairs, and there's miraculously all these... (laughs) Christmas morning comes. Um, There's miraculously all these presents under the tree, and they realize that uh, the father who died, by the way... Did we talk about that enough? I feel like we didn't really... Yeah, yeah, his dad well, yeah, died. That's why he yeah. went there. I but mean, but they reference it a lot in the movie, and yeah. I feel like we don't really like. You're like talk Mr. About, yeah. Madison died. Billy, could you step in here for a moment? I have big news. Eric is pregnant. Congratulations, Dippy! Oh, feel those kicks. He's gonna be a soccer player. What? Are you some damned moron? <laughs> I mean, can't you just stop for two seconds? I'm trying to tell you that I'm retiring, and Eric, not you, is going to take over Madison Hotels. Eric? You're going to give the company to Eric? He is a bad, bad man. I, like I actually, whole... I thought that was a nice touch, that that's how their Christmas was saved, was mm, uh, yeah. the dad, right before he passed away, he bought everyone like a ton of gifts. Yeah. So the kids and everyone actually had... And he just happened there. to know what they were all going to want. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously convenient. Right. uh, And he even makes, Ralphie even makes the comment, like, he always knew that we would want. And I feel like looks at the camera, which is creepy. Uh, Well, Ralphie gets his dream of becoming a writer because instead of, he's trying to write his dad's obituary through the whole thing, but he can't do it. And he's he's heartbroken because every publisher turned down his 2000 page sci fi novel. So then he just. Instead of an obituary, he writes a short story about his dad, and the wife turns it into the newspaper, and they publish it, and it's a hit. It's a success. And apparently, yeah. the story was of the original Christmas story movie. Right, yeah. My old man. My old man didn't just celebrate Christmas. He indulged in it, brought it to life for his family. One Christmas in particular stood out as the gold standard, and it all started back in the good old house on Cleveland Street. 
Christmas was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas around which the entire kid year revolved. But more importantly to one boy, his quest to acquire the most coveted gift a nine-year-old could hope for. The Holy Grail of Christmas gifts. The Red Rider 200-shot range model air rifle. Yeah, so he writes a story about his dad, which is a hit, which then prompts them to be like, so write more, more stories like that, which is like, okay, so he's now become Gene Shepard. And it's like, yeah, come full circle. If you're super into Christmas story or like even followed that whole world with the Gene Shepard writing and all that, it would have been super cool. I get it. I definitely like the second half of this movie better than I yes. agree with you. It was kind of cringy the first right. half hour or so. The buildup is just like, yeah. Actually, the first well, time I watched this movie, I watched the first half hour and said, yeah, I'm done. And turned well, dude. No, for real. The first 30 minutes, I was like, I was like, oh, this movie's only an hour and a half. Like, okay, this will go by quick. Thank freaking God. Because I watched it, you know, when I got home from work. But uh, that first 30 minutes was like one of those. I was like, looking at that, it was like, what the fuck? It's only yeah. been like 15 minutes. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. And this is one of the ones when I was watching, I was like, this is going to be a true debate of like. The theme of this podcast, was this necessary? I want to pose that question to you guys. Because I felt like they did a decent job as far as the fan service and like making this just kind of like a cute, nostalgic, whatever. But as far as like the comedy from the first one and making it like true to that, it, 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 it definitely fucking failed. Do you guys think this should have been made? I mean, in this in this era of like fucking legacy sequels and reboots, no. Did we need this? No. No, I don't think we needed it. But I mean, I thought I thought it was fine. I'm not like, um, I'm not like, oh man, they like ruined it or something, you know. Um, definitely didn't need it but i they definitely could have done a worse job yeah they they definitely didn't ruin it like i i was going into this being like it was a treasured movie of mine that i still respect the original um so i was hoping they didn't fucking totally yeah like blow it i i do agree with what you said earlier where um what i liked more about the first one is like it's it's better to see these movies like through like the the kids eyes you right. know instead of like this one you know it's it's through the adults eyes so it kind of loses some of that um magic i guess i don't know what the mm-hmm. right word is but um but yeah for a nostalgia factor i mean i don't know i was fine with it definitely could have been worse like apparently what the the sequels sounds like yeah. were absolute dog shit i feel like yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence because I feel like it wasn't horrible, but at the same time, did they need to... Peter Billingsley clearly has a stable career. Um, I don't think anybody involved in this really needed the money or the payday. So had this never existed, I wouldn't have minded. Oh, yeah, I never mentioned that. I think Grover Dill did. Grover Dill probably needed a little bit of it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Aaron, Aaron Hayes, the uh, the wife, yeah. this is worth mentioning as a sort of partial behind-the-scenes strategy. She was... Do you remember that Kevin James had a new sitcom? Like Yes, yeah, she played years the Years after King and Queen. She was the wife in Kevin Can't Wait. Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, Leia Remini, the chick from the Kings of, King of Queens, mm-hmm. guest starred on an episode of that. The audience loved it so much and like was so like nostalgic about King of Queens. They fired her, Erin Hayes, as the wife. Like I guess they wrote it as like she died somehow. And then just brought back the chick from King of Queens. That's you guys have heard like, <laughs> No, he, like, I think I married her <laughs> or got remarried. I think he was like character. his partner. I think he was like a cop or something, and she was his partner. It was like they didn't get married she didn't like replace his wife it was just the wife died and then we're like okay now it's these two again well that <laughs> and i think That's that lasted like another season <laughs> yeah uh the sequ- the other sequels were my summer story mm-hmm. from 1994 and then a christmas story 2 from 2012 wow mm-hmm. the wilhelm scream is in this movie as well yes But not it says in here the snowball fight. It wasn't the snowball yeah. fight. It was when it is they a were snowball doing fight. The, the no. It was when they were doing the sledding. One of the guys falls off and he's like, "What?" No, it's the part where uh, what's his name, um, Ralphie, does that trick uh, snowball where he like throws one and then runs real fast and throws another one and gets two really? guys at the same time. Yeah. So we uh, do a rating system on this to end the fucking episode. Finally, uh, fucking skunks. You've heard the old saying that in the land of the blind, the man with one eye is king. Well, today in the land of the skunks, the man with half a nose is king. <laughs> it stinks. So we have a rating system on this. I think this is going to be an interesting one because... I think we're all a little torn on whether this was fucking horrible or not. Um, Where did you go? So let's go to Rich. Now that we can hear you, <laughs> what is your skunk's rating? This is, of course, rating from one to five. Five being the biggest piece of shit ever. Richard, um, what do you rate a Christmas Story Christmas? Christmas Story Christmas, I would have to rate it a three. When I wow. first saw this movie... I would have rated it a one, I mean a five, but um, wow, you know, I guess the ending kind of <laughs> a one wasn't too bad. What do you mean? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, watching the ending, I guess it wasn't too bad, and you know, I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was cool to see all the characters back. Uh, but it didn't bring back the nostalgia, so that's what kind of ruined it to me. Um, do I think they should have made this movie? Maybe if it had a better storyline, uh, it could have definitely been better, but yeah, I guess so. Well, thank you for all that. Um, <laughs> Damien. Um, would you rate this little motherfucker? I, one. 
think, well, I mean, going by my understanding of the scores, I almost think I would give this one because anything past one, I think is like a bad movie. Um, but uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it was decent. Um, no, right. Isn't it like, they're all bad except for like, unless you <laughs> give it a one. It's all up to you. Man. I don't know. Five. You mean. <laughs> hmm? Five. No, you five. Mean. No, five, no, is, five is the worst. Five yeah. is, is little fuckers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you said you'd give it a one. Five is fuckers. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'll, I'd give this a two. I almost think, um, it's close to being a good movie. Um, it's not, um, I definitely could have done a worse job. Like I said, I agree with Shane first 30 minutes. I didn't like it all. I thought it got better in the second half. And just from like a nostalgia factor, I thought, um, it was pretty good. I liked the way they tied it up in the end, um, with the, uh, with the dad or the, yeah, the grandfather now passing away and saving Christmas. And then it ties into, uh, he becomes a writer by writing the Christmas story. So, I mean, I really didn't laugh at any parts of this. It Mm -hmm. wasn't really a funny movie, but, uh, um, I don't know. It was okay. I'd give it a two. Now, do you think it wasn't funny because some of the, some of the jokes didn't miss? I mean, some of the jokes missed their mark or no, just that nothing was, nothing was just amusing. Nothing was really funny. I mean, if at most I might've like gave me like a grin at certain parts, but like, (laughs) yeah, nothing. I mean, it just wasn't a funny movie. The first one's not even really that funny either. It is when you're a little kid, but if you watch Mm. it now, you know, I think it's still, I mean, there's certain parts that are pretty. The thing with the first one is a lot of the lines, um, are like, um, they're nonchalant, like, you know, like him. (laughs) doing the fucking uh, decoder ring or whatever. And you can hear the mom in the background. Ralphie, Randy really needs to go. You know, just like stupid little things like that. Oh yeah. Then it has that awesome transition from the toilet to she's opening up the the pot with the pot roast in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. And the the original one actually had like iconic scenes. Like, yeah. um, Yeah. Like the, the fudge (laughs) with the, the tire change. And, and then he the, blames um, it on his friend. Yes, yeah. I think he blamed it on. I think he blamed it on <laughs> on Flick. On Flick, yeah. No, yeah. Schwartz. Or it might have oh, been Schwartz. Schwartz? Yeah. yeah, because remember his mom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up living with his mom. Yeah. Yeah, and then you hear his mom like eating the yeah. ever living shit out of him, yeah. like yeah. over the phone. And and all what? you know what? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the first and you know the first also had what line, Rich. You Listen, jerk. jerk. When I tell you to come, <laughs> you better come. Listen, jerk. When I tell you to come, you better come. Um, <laughs> All right. So Damien's rating is a two. Two? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to give it a three. Yes. Because I'm a generous man in the spirit of Christmas here on January 2023. Uh, yeah, it was not, like I said, I, it's a, it disappointingly was not funny, but aside from that, uh, it was surprisingly not the worst thing that could have happened. I, I was hoping it would either be fucking garbage or like surprisingly 
good and make me feel great. Um, there were some nostalgic moments, but overall, yeah, it might not have been necessary. I mean, but, I'll I'll never watch this but, movie again. Like, yeah, like yeah. I did the first. Like that one. whole Carolers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well yeah, said. Yeah. I will never watch this again. Yeah, that, that that was the one sort of almost kind of you could cringy, tell like, yeah. like well, cringy, but like they were trying to replicate a joke in yeah. the style of the first one. You know, and like the the dogs or just the. Was the Carolers thing a, a joke in the first one? No. Or no? Okay. No, yeah. that was new. This was just yeah ridiculousness. Wouldn't that be funny? But if you know what, though? It, that that is kind of true, though. Like, I don't know if you guys ever dealt with Carolers. I haven't for yeah. years. But um, that is the worst. If they, they yeah. keep si- Like, dude, just sing one freaking song. You know? <laughs> like. Yeah. But the way they played out, like the humor in it, and yeah, right, right. Like, yeah. the way oh, the actors did it, yeah, just didn't. Like I felt Peter Billingsley did a really decent job at you know thirty years later at portraying Ralph, like how Ralphie would have been as an adult. He wasn't like I mean, aside from the first like quarter of the movie, which was a little cringy, he kind of redeemed himself at the end, but yeah. I don't have I don't I haven't lost any respect for the guy, I guess is what I'm saying. Well I've actually gained was... respect for him. I didn't know he he was a producer and all that crap you were uh Oh right. Me about. Yeah. Yeah, so he hasn't exactly like vanished off the map of Hollywood. He's Good old Yeah, Lord. that was our discussion the Christmas story Christmas. I mean fucking check it out on HBO Max. We have a Gmail. That was unnecessarypod at gmail.com if anybody wants to reach out to us. I know. <laughs> Listen, jerk. When I tell you to come, you better come. Don't say goodbye. Say good journey.